A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. My name is Louis Mendez. I hope you guys are well. Um, on today's show, we will be looking back at yesterday's fantastic 3-1 win uh, over Wickham Wanderers at the Valley. Joining us to do that, first up, top right, uh, back from his holidays, is uh, Mr. Lewis Cat. Hey, Dean Lou. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, so, I mean, can, can we blame you for yesterday's win? Is that how it works when we're blaming the fan advisor? I'm not really sure. <laughs> Why not? Blame me for everything else, so I may as well. Let's add it on. Yeah, excellent. Well, there you go. Well, well done, Lewis, for masterminding <laughs> yesterday's win. Also, bottom of the screen, uh, we're in the classic Denim and Seahawk away number. Uh, it's Mr. Benji Cloak. How you doing, Ben? Hello, mate. Yeah, good, thank you. After yesterday. Yeah, in a good mood. We're all in a good mood because we uh, we ground out three points against a good side yesterday. So yeah, very very pleased uh, uh, with yesterday's display. So we'll we'll hear some of the goals shortly. Um, the the stream was down for large spells yesterday, so that affected our recording as well. So we've only got the last two goals, but they're the best two anyway. So we'll listen to those uh, shortly. We will of course hear from the victorious manager Michael Appleton. His home debut ends with all uh, three points. We're going to hear from one of the goal scorers as well, Miles Lieburn. Uh, caught up with him after the game uh, yesterday. So we'll hear from him. We've got a guest fan joining us later on in the show. Tim Cross uh, is already in the waiting room. Looking forward to hear from uh, from Tim. He's got some good stories, I'm sure. He's uh, been going home and away uh, for many a year. Anyone who uh, goes to a lot of away games will know who Tim is. Uh, we want to hear from you guys as well. Morning to everyone who's joining us uh, in the chat already on YouTube. Ray's in there. Dudley, uh, Jake, all hell let loose. Sam, Michael, Shiny Fields, who's in there. Keith. And Dan, already this morning, let us know what you made of yesterday's performance. Put your comments in the live chat, or you can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk, or you can tweet us uh, at charltonlive. Plenty to uh, discuss uh, from yesterday's win. Uh, before we hear the goals, Lewis, how'd you sum that one up? Um, I'll let you sum it up, because it was a strange game to try and pick the bones out of, because for large spells of that second half, I thought, oh, we're in a bit of trouble here, but then we just killed it off with a bit of a flurry at the end. Yeah, it was a strange game, really. I thought it was pretty 50-50, to be honest, um, for the majority. I did think in the second half, um, you know, maybe they had the more clear-cut chances, but I didn't really feel that threatened. I don't know if I've just become so used to losing that any kind of threat doesn't uh, doesn't affect me, but I didn't really feel like we were overly up against it. I think we had a, they had a couple of chances where I still had to be called into action. and I thought we defended fairly well. Um, and then just made the most of our chances, which is something we haven't really done. I thought that, you know, the second goal was that was a fairly well worked, a little bit of a, a, a funny finish, but ultimately it puts you puts you ahead and and then we go and capitalise on on using Corey to his strengths at the other end. So it's it's good to see that because that's something that we haven't done. We we never seem to capitalise on our chances and we end up gifting it at the back end and being the team that are conceding in those in those added minutes at the end. So it was nice to see that. 
But overall, I thought it was a fairly, not a comfortable performance as such, but I felt that we were we were worth the win. I know um, their manager came out and didn't think that was the case, but I, like I say, I didn't really feel overly threatened. I didn't think they were as good as he made out. Um, and we come away with a, what I thought was a deserved victory because you have to take your chances. And I think that we did that better than them yesterday. Mm, yeah, it's a little... Michael Appleton said that the last two results before yesterday, Ben, had to be a stepping stone. And now and now we've actually put together a good little bit of momentum. That's seven points from the last nine games. Um, you know, like we say, beating a, a side in Wickham that I'd expect to be top half. It's, you, you don't want to lay your cards on the table too early, but you'd imagine they'll be top half, if not playoff chasing. Um, so, yeah, actually to come out of this little run that we've been on, with it, which now looks an even better point at Stevenage because we backed it up with a win, it actually feels like we're... We're finally putting that little bit of momentum together and, and hopefully that horrible start to the season is behind us now. Yeah, definitely. We've got to look for the positives. Um, and yeah, looking at the positives from yesterday compared to last week and the week before against Fleetwood, where we played dreadful in the first half in both games and then played much better in the second half. Last Yesterday was more of a complete performance. As Lewis said, we were a little bit edgy in that second half, the start of it, but then we came good and obviously killed the game off at the end. So it was a more complete performance. So that was good to see. And and obviously, Appleton is going to keep learning from the lineups he puts out. I wasn't sure yesterday of playing Tyrese Campbell in the middle of midfield. A banker again at right back. Obviously, Watson's probably not fit enough to play there yesterday. So he's learning from that. But I thought we've reacted really well to um, their equaliser yesterday. I, I think the subs made a massive difference um, he was able to turn to a to a bench full of attacking talent. And I think that changed the game for us yesterday because I think Miles was getting tired on that. But um, yeah, much improved on um, two Jekyll and Hyde performances in our last couple of games where we've got a win and a draw. And this this time we've um, come good at the end and, and had some good spells in both halves. So I was, I was really pleased with that, as you said, against a real informed Wickham side who always cause us problems, especially at McCleary. And um, I think overall we kept him quite quiet as well. Yeah, I love Gareth McCleary. He, he nearly scored a really great goal. But um, yeah, I, I spoke to a Wickham website the other day and I told him, I, I think Gareth McCleary is my favourite non-Cholton player in League One because like, he's like just evergreen. He's 36 years old. It's incredible. But yeah, let's not talk about him. Let's talk about us. Uh, let's hear the goals uh, from a yesterday's game. As I said, uh, the, the stream was down for lots of it. So we've only got the final two goals, but you got to hear them because they were two very enjoyable moments at the Valley. This is the commentary highlights from Cholton TV commentators. As always, Greg Stubbley. And Terry Smith. A touch into Blackett Taylor. He's got uh, Watson away to his right hand side, as is uh, Alfie May on the right corner of the penalty area. May looking for help. Watson providing it on the overlap, and it's uh, Watson in the box. Back across. Tenetri to goal! What a finish! What a move! Charlton back in front. What happened in slow motion, Tell? Just waiting for the ball to hit the back of the net, but it is a lovely move. Tonight, Watson and Tillich, the substitutes combining for Michael Appleton. This is brilliant from May. He's patient. He waits for Watson. No one follows him. He picks out Tillich. He mishits his shot. Could have gone anywhere. I think you called it before he even hit the post tail. That that was flying in. And it did. And gives Charlton the lead. And brilliant Appleton substitutes for the Addicts. Headed on to Blackett-Taylor. He's up against Farina. Blackett-Taylor. Still in possession. Got Anderson in support. Outside the penalty area. Corey Anderson back to Blackett Taylor on the left. Now still up against Farina. Goes past him into the penalty area. Blackett Taylor on his uh, 
Left foot, can he get wrap his foot round? Oh, what a finish that is! Corey Blackett-Taylor took on Farino into the penalty area, kept going and drilled his shot past Trajek and it surely gives Charlton the points. It's brilliant from the birthday boy. It's absolutely brilliant from Corey Blackett-Taylor. He knew he could beat Farino for pace in this one-on-one situation. He knew he could drift inside, maybe here. He maybe didn't believe he could quite stretch and get on the ball still. But not only does he do that, it's a wonderful, wonderful finish. Beyond strike, could do nothing about that. And Charlton have their third and potentially the game-winning moment there from Corey Blackett-Taylor. Brilliant. There we go. Excellent commentary as always uh, from the boys there, especially for that that third goal, which was really killed it off and and, and was <laughs> was a fantastic goal uh, from from Corey Blackett Taylor. Um, I mean, there, there's loads of places we could start, but because that's a, the, the bit we just heard, I mean, let's talk about Corey. Two goals, two assists already this season, Lewis. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he only had three assists last season. That's I was looking on the stats websites last night, and that's all I could find was only three. So his his end product has, has been the problem throughout his Charlton career. But is is it still a problem? Has he turned it on now? The majority of his goals last season came in the second half of it, a couple of assists, and now he's started off like a house on fire. Are we finally seeing the Corey Blackett-Taylor that we know he can be uh, rather than the one that we hoped he could be? It feels like that, definitely. You know, he, he came into the club with... Um, very low expectation when he signed, would be fair to say. Um, and in a very, obviously, disappointing season that year, he was one of the very few bright sparks because he does have that that game-turning moment in him all the time. But as you say, the, the problem then was that you were seeing it, but you weren't seeing it consistently. Similar to last season, really. Um, we knew he was dangerous. You get him in his in his stronger positions out wide, he, he'd probably beat any fullback. Um, but it was that lack of sort of clinical cutting edge that we were seeing from him um, because I think we even said on the show last season, like if he has end products, he's the best player in the division by far because he is just so dangerous. And it feels like we're starting to see that, that polished Corey product now where he is, you know, he's, he's being more clinical. He's, he's obviously notched a few goals so far this season. He, I mean, yesterday the, their right back Wheeler and Farino must've, must've been absolutely dreading every time he got the ball because he had them on toast every single time. Um, and yeah, we're seeing the that potential from him now where he probably is. I mean, I, I can't think of a more dangerous player when he's on form than Corey Blackett-Taylor in the division, let alone us, because he's so quick. I don't think I've ever seen a player in a Charlton shirt as fast as him. He can take a poor touch and knock it so far in front of him, but still catch up with the football. And that seems to be his like his trick really he knocks it so far in front you think oh Corey that's a bad touch but he still gets there he, he's just outrageously quick and he's a real asset to us you know he's he's an exciting player he gets you off your seat he gets the crowd excited he I mean yeah defenders cannot cannot deal with him he's and I'm glad that we're seeing this from him because obviously he came with as I say a bit of a low expectation but Kate also came with potential I think from his time at Aston Villa who's a youngster that was highly thought of but was just struggling to to break through at clubs, found himself in League Two, came to us. And maybe now that he's settled, we're starting to see the best of him. And, um, you know, long may it continue because we're we're reaping the benefits. And I'm so glad that we managed to keep hold of him on deadline day because it would have been an absolute, absolute disaster if we'd have lost him. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll hear the interview with with Michael Appleton later on, and and Rich Corley does, you know, he loves to pour water on any joy we have, but he does mention about how his contract's up at the end of the season, and you know that he may well have suitors, but that, that's a problem for a few months' time, hopefully. The, the, the way the game started, Ben, was interesting. I, I thought we started quite well. You know, we, we'd had uh, a couple of corners. I think Lloyd Jones saw a decent effort from from a header saved by Strychek. Um, Alfie May had that one where he slipped through by Tyrese Campbell. But then it just started to slow down a little bit, maybe in the 10 minutes before we actually scored the goal. Uh, and I was I was halfway through typing on a, a, an update on Twitter about how I thought Miles had been holding the ball up really well out wide, but it was out wide and just wonder if maybe he, if he could get more central where he's at, he's most dangerous. He might be able to make something happen. Um, Alan tweeted actually earlier saying, happy we won. Not happy that our best striker in miles was right wing and Tyrese Campbell was playing central midfield, uh, but we won. Uh, we have to get the best players playing, uh, but there must be a better way to get Alfie and miles Lieburn together. May not the same player up top on his own. What's your thoughts? So as I said, I was halfway through typing that and then all of a sudden Lieburn went inside. TC went out wide they linked up perfectly and we scored. So, I mean, that, that's it's a weird headache for Michael Appleton because you can't argue with the fact that we, like Lee Byrne played well yesterday on the right. He did a job there and we'll hear from Miles later on. But could he play even better in the middle? It's, it, it's a headache that I, I'm glad I'm not the one who has to make that decision because I think Michael will probably look at it and say, well, it would be nice to have him in the middle, but he did really well yesterday anyway. Yeah, it was a catch-22 situation, wasn't it? I mean, as you said, he's such a good player already at this age. He's got such a commanding figure that he was causing them so much problems down that right side. But as you said, we're then crossing it to our smallest player on the pitch. He doesn't want those crosses into the box, Alfie May. He wants on the sh- off the shoulder, running in behind, getting those kind of goals. So I don't actually think it worked for us. And obviously, as you said... We got the goal from a lovely passage of play from Tyrese Campbell, um, cutting in, cutting it back to uh, Miles and a great finish. And you just thought, well, that's the way they should be playing. Tyrese should be on that side and Miles should be in the box receiving the ball. Um, But yeah, as you said, it is tricky because Miles um, was really good down the wing. He held up the ball. He won a few free kicks. Um, got us a couple of corners down that side. And as Lewis said earlier, he took away the pressure of Corey. It wasn't just one-way traffic of us giving the ball to Corey down the left. What well, we've seen so many games this season, it, we had threats both sides. So when Louis Watson and um, Dobson were getting the ball in the middle, they were able to look both sides and spray the ball. And I thought that balanced our play out really well. Um, it depends the way uh, Appleton's going to play, really. I I was thinking yesterday when I came away, I, I can't really say what his style of football that he wanted to play yesterday. Um, and I don't know if that's the main formation he wants to go with, with that three in the middle. But obviously we saw last week with Chem and then this week with Tyrese, two natural wingers or in Chem a 10 playing in like a three in the middle. And I'm not sure if that works really. I know we've got Fraser Kamara um, out injured um, and he obviously... Uh, dropped Karoy to the bench yesterday, which is good because Karoy's played a lot of minutes and he, I thought he did well when he came on yesterday as well um, to mix it around. But it's just there was a few players, uh, not sure if they were in the right positions. But again, he's learning um, and it did pay off yesterday. But I think Miles is one of those players that a defender see him coming against them with pace, power and, and everything he's got. I think he's going to scare any any defenders wherever he plays, really. Mm, yeah, Keith's saying that Miles needs to play in the middle with Alfie 
uh, playing off him. Alex uh, saying, and this is a great point, Holder must be gutted to see the attacking players at Appleton's disposal now. You know, Chuck's back, Lee Byrne back, obviously Tedic off the bench, who we still don't know a great deal about, but, uh, you know, he's off the mark. He's won a penalty last week as well. He's had a couple of decent little cameos, to be fair to him, without actually, without us actually seeing enough of him to really know what he's all about. But, yeah, the, the, there's options now. And and when you when you think about it as a front three with the likes of Corey in there, obviously we haven't, I haven't even mentioned Anika yet. Like that's, that, that's one hell of a weapon to bring off the bench. Ty, uh, Tyrese can support that front line. Chem can support that front line, didn't even get involved yesterday. I mean, there there are options going forward, which is impressive. Um, so this is where me and you two differ. So I, I was texting Ben last night about the game. And uh, he was saying he felt really comfortable. And me and Lou were just chatting just before before the show then. And he was saying the same. He didn't feel like we gave up a lot of chances. But actually, I've, I've got my notes from yesterday. Um, I've got four or five good chances for Wickham, even if only one of them ended up going on target. So there was a header wide from Harry Boys on 16 minutes from a free kick. Luke Leahy's deliveries from set pieces yesterday was excellent, by the way. And that... That left me a little bit jealous because that's obviously an area we still need to uh, improve upon. Hanlon had a, a decent chance at the far post, which headed just wide. Obviously, Sam Vokes hit the bar with the last touch of the first half, again, from a Leahy free kick. I was chatting to um, to Harry Lowe, one of the Radio London uh, reporters uh, at halftime, and, and we both agreed we look good going forward. Wickham are definitely going to score in this game. And sure enough, obviously... They did start the second half. Um, it was a fantastic volley from Freddie Potts. Uh, a corner half cleared. Hector got it. It was a decent enough header out, out towards the edge of the box, but Tyrese was running out to try and close down the shot. And obviously, it was it was well planted into the bottom corner. Uh, McCleary had a good chance after that from range. Schoen had a shot blocked on the edge of the area. Terrell Thomas with a fantastic block on the edge of the area. So we put our body on the line and made some good blocks yesterday. But we are, we are still open. We do still go, give up a lot of chances, Lewis. Yeah, we, we still look a little bit fragile at the back. I still don't think we know our best back four. Um, well, we do now because we, we did it on Thursday. Yeah, thankfully. you sorted it out on <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> but I don't, yeah, I don't think we know our best partnerships, especially in the middle. Um, I mean, you had Jones, who I thought was excellent again yesterday. I think he's looked really, really assured since coming in. Um, Hector had a few good moments, made a really good block, I think, in the first half. Um and then has has another moment where he gives the ball away. You know, he's very 50-50. You have a Banquo as well playing out of position who, again, had sort of moments where he looked really good and other moments where he looked really shaky playing out of position. And then obviously Terrell playing at left-back, which isn't his natural position. So really, it's it's quite a mixed defence. And that does contribute heavily, I think, to to the sort of the lack of of solidity at the back. Um, I thought it was good when Tanae Watson came on yesterday. It was good to see to see him come in and be an impact as well, you know, to see a new signing come on and make an impact like Tedich did as well um, is always good to see. And I know he's not played a huge amount of football to know Watson, but he's, he's obviously a very good player at this level and in a position that we, that we need someone that, that can get forward and, and provide uh, as well as be carry out the defending duty. So I, I think it will come. I think as partnerships sort of stabilize and, and stuff and, and partnerships are formed and more minutes are played between defenders then we will start to see natural understandings and and hopefully see things start to to calm down a bit and solidify but obviously until we know our best back four or Michael Appleton knows his best back four and what he's going to play week in week out you are naturally I think going to see some of those issues um and I think that it will just come in time you know it's it's a difficult one to 
to iron out completely. I thought we were more solid yesterday than we have been. Um, so maybe we are starting to see it to see it turn around. I mean, the goal, there's not a huge amount that, that could have been done about that anyway. It wasn't like we gave the ball away and they were through on goal and scored. It didn't come directly from a mistake. Maybe we could have cleared our lines a little bit better, but I don't think it's come from the sort of calibre of mistake that we've seen this season already. I think it, apart from that yesterday, you take that that wonder strike out of it and, and we get a clean sheet. So um, I think it will just come in time. I think as partnerships grow and, and, and strengthen, then we'll hopefully see that defensive line solidify a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I stood. I stood's reaction to the goal became a bit of a talking point amongst fans. I thought, I thought that was harsh. Um, you know, the volley came through seven or eight bodies, and, and he was leaning one way. Maybe I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a bit harsh when people were picking him up on that one yesterday, considering you know that we've seen worse mistakes from goalkeepers over the years. Yeah, look, I think it's tricky um, at the moment because because um, we've got two good goalkeepers. Think people are gonna pick faults uh, of any of their performances. Um, uh, yesterday, real time. I mean, I was sat lower north, so right behind it, and you could see all those bodies in front of him, and he's hit it so cleanly. I probably won't ever hit a shot like that again. Um, so I wasn't one to blame him yesterday, and I actually thought he did really well yesterday in commanding his area. I thought he did well with crosses coming into the box. Um, there are a few late ones because they had a couple of really tall defenders that came up for corners, which I was worried about. And I thought he did well. So, um, yeah, look, last week we spoke about that a bit, didn't we? Especially the photo you brought up um, of him just had his arms by his side and you just thought, well, what did you expect in that situation? Whereas yesterday, I think it was a bit more of the unexpected. You just didn't expect it to drop to that guy edge of the box and for him to hit it like that. But, um, mm. yeah, look, it's, it's good we've got that competition in that place. So if, if we are as supporters looking for that... Um, the best keeper. They're going to keep pushing each other on. Um, but yeah, yesterday, I don't think that was... Um, I'm not there to blame him yesterday because that was a great yeah. strike through many men. Yeah, uh, but again, I'm going to differ with Ben here. We, me and him are going to have a punch-up in a minute. But um, I, I don't think we can say we've seen enough to say we've got two good goalkeepers yet. Uh, we haven't seen enough from Harry Eisted, certainly. Obviously, we know, we've know seen a lot of Ash, and I, I do rate him. Eisted, we... we don't know enough about him yet. You know, he's not he's not played a great deal of football league games. <laughs> like he played half a season with Barnsley, basically. I think he's played about three games for Luton, and the rest of his performances are non-league level. So we're still learning about him. Uh, we're still waiting to see if he is the good goalkeeper. We hope he is. But uh, there we go. Um, yeah. So Wickham were definitely on top in that second half. Michael Appleton agrees with that. He said it in his interview, which we'll hear shortly. But um, two moments of, of real quality. Alf, Alfie May didn't score yesterday, but that hold-up play was just superb. You know. If if I'm in that penalty area with the ball at my feet, I'm panicking, thinking, oh, I've got to get rid of it and give it to someone. He, he held it for so long before waiting for Tenai Watson to make a fantastic dart forward. Now, as has already been mentioned, I'm looking forward to seeing him a bit more, a more, a more experienced right back now, obviously with, with a banquet being played out of position somewhat harshly for his first couple of games and uh, and obviously a sim way out at the moment. Um, and yeah, I mean, when you when you've, been training with Pep Guardiola you, you just have that killer instinct don't you and um you know you find a way you find a way to win and, and score goals and Tedic I mean it was it was almost genius so he saw the ball coming in he saw the keeper was planted waiting for a, a normal shot like a, a hard shot into the bottom corner he's like I'm going to play a little trick shot here like like on a big break on, on, the, on the snooker show I'm going to plant my left foot I'm going to chip the ball off my right foot onto my left foot it's going to bobble around and go crazy 
And then when uh, when the keeper's a little bit confused, it's gonna it's gonna nip in at the near post. I mean, look, they all count, Lou, and that was uh, that was a great moment for us because we'd been under pressure in that second half. Yeah, we had been, and I'm glad to see Tedic get off the mark as well. You know, it's another attacking player that we've brought in um, to try and ease some of that that burden to score goals off of the likes of Alfie and, and Miles. Um, he's obviously a very big physical presence as well. Um, it might not be how he thought it would hit the back of the net but as you say it doesn't matter as long as it gets there and hopefully that the goal will give him a, a bit of a lift as well and a boost in confidence and and he can go on and score a few more but just touching on what you said about Alfie May as well as you say he didn't score yesterday but what he brings to the to the team in general he is outstanding I mean, we haven't we've really missed having a player like him for for a long time I can't think of when we had someone like that who I mean he doesn't stop running does he and wherever he plays he, he puts in 150 percent what I loved um, on watching the highlights of the the Tedic goal is the camera picks up Alfie May celebrating as opposed to Tedic because he is going so nuts. And I love that. I love that about him. I think, you know, he's a passionate player. He's a local lad. He's We're seeing, you know, the the benefit of having him in the side, both in goals and in performance, his, his effort and everything as well. Um, and yeah, how good is it to, to have some attacking options, All you know, all scoring goals. Miles on the score sheet yesterday, Tedic on the score sheet. Alfie looking good, and now Chucks is back in the fold as well. So it's uh, it's a far cry from where we were where we were a few weeks ago. Um, and hopefully, you know, Chucks will get off the mark soon, and, and we'll have four strikers that are all competing for for however many places and, and contributing to the team. Yeah, excellent stuff. A couple of messages uh, that we'll get to. Jason said, I thought Louis Watson did a proper job yesterday. I thought he was the best player on the pitch, apart from uh, Corey Blackett-Talley. As I say, he, look, he looks neat and tidy, doesn't he? It's, it's nice to see him trying to get stuff to happen in that first half. I, I think there's probably more to come from him. But yeah, he, he, um, he, he'd be an interesting one to watch as he sort of grows uh, into, the, uh, into the campaign. Uh, MRCS saying, I would say that Tyrese Campbell is better than Blackett Taylor. I mean, considering Tyrus is younger, I, I don't think he's better than him currently. I don't think he's poses as much as a threat as, as him currently. But he's younger, and he's certainly I, 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 Tyrus is definitely one I've got my arm for the future as well. Because he's he's was he twenty twenty one if that, and and he's already he's already looking really good. Um, Andreas is saying uh, really like Watson when he came on. I think we have uh, cracking fullbacks when Eden gets fit. Uh, yeah, we'll hear about the news with Tyo Eden. Uh, shortly uh, as well. Right, so, um, yeah, Shiny Field pointing out the substitutions made a hell of a difference. We really went up a couple of gears, yeah, and we spoke about those two linking up for the second goal. So we've already spoken about Corey's third goal, which was just class. Uh, and uh, it was his 26th birthday yesterday as well. So it was a, a nice, nice gift for him. He didn't bring in cakes, but he, he scored a lovely goal for us instead, which, we, which we'll take. Um, let's hear uh, from the Addicts boss, shall we? Uh, Mickey Apples uh, came to speak to us in the press conference after yesterday's game. Uh, this is what he made of the victory against Wickham. Well, congratulations. Uh, your first home game and a uh, first home win. There's a really good ending to it. What did you make of it? Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was it was tough, as we know. I thought first half, um, you know, we played played quite well at times and some of the, you know, the, the young players in the group, the, the, the strikers, um, made it difficult for them. Um, we knew that at some point they would have a, a real presence in the game because... You know, they're a group of men who, um, let's face it, for the last five, six, maybe seven years, that same sort of nucleus of players have been playing at the top end of this division and winning games most weeks. So we knew it was going to be tough at times. And that first 25 minutes of the second half was was hard. It was tough. Um, but what I've seen from the group was a, a greater determination to keep the ball out of the goal. It took a really wonderful strike for them to, to score the goal. Um, and you can just, you just hope that 
are able to sort of deal with that moment in the game. I'd like to think that we give them a little bit of help by sort of freshening up when we could and, and picking the right moments to do it. And, you know, fortunately today that worked. I was going to say, as a manager, it must always feel great when you throw on a couple of subs and then they link up almost immediately to, to score a goal. Absolutely. You know, they out of possession very, very quickly. Wickham went into like almost like a deep block and then obviously they secured the middle of the pitch and I just found I thought that we were playing sort of too, too many balls from, from, in, uh, from out to in. And I wanted to use the width a little bit better um, tonight and able to do that. And Teddy, and it might be someone else next week. Um, but yeah, no, it was good to to see it come off because it don't always. It's not always the case. Um, but in in terms of the timing and and you know the the sort of general effort that they all put in, not just the eleven, uh, was really pleasing to see. Yeah, so there's never a bad time to score a goal, but probably the first and certainly the second came at good times for your side, particularly in the second half when you've been under a bit of pressure. Yeah, like I say, first half, I, was, I felt really comfortable. I knew that we would be um, second best at times from, from set plays. I knew that because, uh, you know, they're, they're a real big physical bunch. Um, you know, they've not won for the last five for, for no reason. Um, but second half, yeah, it, it, it was uncomfortable at times. And, you know, I, I, I looked at the players, you know, say 10, 15 minutes into the second half and they needed a bit of help. And the only way... You can do that if you can't move your personnel on the pitch. He's obviously bringing substitutions on. And I just don't think we've got the profile of players to maybe sit in and defend deep at times and, you know, take a few hits and then hit. The profile of players is very different, so we have to find a different way. And certainly the profile of players you have going forward, it feels pretty strong, especially now where pretty much everyone's back at this moment in time as well with Chuck's coming on and Tedrick's getting a goal on uh, with pretty much his first touch. Yeah, and obviously, you know, even Miles is, is, is getting fitter and fitter. You know, I, I keep getting reminded that, you know, he got injured in, I think it was his first game in pre-season. So he's getting fitter and stronger. Like you say, Chuck's come on. It's good to see him ragdolling people around and, you know, we've not seen that for a while, but he made a huge difference last week. Um, and yeah, like I say, TC in that early part. And, you know, what can I say about Corey? You know, to do that in the whatever 95th, 6th minute, whatever it was, um, just shows where he's at. Yeah, a lot of people have spoken about Corey's ability to go further and deeper into games at the moment. And that was the, the perfect indication of it. It was, but, you know, a lot of it as well is, you know, and people won't notice it, he, he did the defensive side of it today. You know, he defended from in to out rather than being out there too soon and, and almost sort of causing our own problems. So um, I give him credit and obviously a lot of praise for the goal, but he actually did his little bit in his way as well to help us out of possession. Yeah, I'm coming back to Miles because I thought in, in the build-up to the goal, I thought he'd be actually be playing really well, but obviously mm. he's playing a slightly out wide. Is that... A, difficult decision to try and fit all these strikers into a, into a formation like this. It was, and one of the reasons that certainly we put him out there, we thought he might be an outlet on the diag and, um, you know, they're, they're quite aggressive from trying to stop us from playing out, so he would give us that option if we needed to. Um, listen, there'll be a time, might be one month, might be two months, might be three months down the line where there's a fluidity of the front three where they might start in central positions, but they might end the game on the left-hand side, on the right-hand side. That takes a hell of a lot of work uh, on the training pitch. And like I say, um, it won't be for the want of trying, and it'll be a period of time over time that you'll hopefully get to see that. Your first experience of the Valley, especially, and it's a great place to be when it's three points in the bag. What did you make of it? No, it was great. And I just said then on the, the chat on TV that it was nothing more than I expected because... 
I witnessed it and seen it last week at Stevenage. You know, we're, we're a goal down. They could see that we were pushing and trying to get an equaliser and they almost sucked the ball in the back of the goal. And I know Double played his part last week in terms of trying to get a penalty for us because obviously the ref had an absolute stinker uh, on three other occasions in the, in the game. But I think the fans played a part as well and, um, you know, they're the type of things that, you know, could be crucial. Uh, no Teo today. He said he's got a hamstring injury. What's the progress? Yeah, it was a there? strange one. Strange one because he f he finished the session on on Thursday. Just felt a little bit of discomfort. Um, so we, we didn't know at that point whether he'd be okay or he'd be, he'd be out. Um, so we got him scanned early Friday morning, and it, and it revealed a you know um, a bit of a tear in the tendon, not the actual muscle. So it could be probably three or four weeks. Um, Having said that, he come in again today and, you know, it's not something that is really bothering him. But, you know, if once he opens up a little bit, you know, if you're not careful, it could end up one of them where you're out for three months because you've got a complete tear. Yeah. Um, Tene on the other side, I thought was good when he came obviously involved in, in Tejit's goal. Is he getting closer to being ready to start games now? I think he is. I think he is. And, you know, and, and that's what sort of sometimes gets missed in it all a little bit. You know, we've got we've got James, who's a centre-half, playing at right-back, and we didn't really have that much options in those areas because tonight he isn't ready to start, or he certainly weren't before today. He's had 60 minutes in the 23s on uh, on Tuesday. Um, and obviously Terrell, we'll have a task him to play at, at, at full-back. I know he's played there before, but it's not his natural position. Um, so the lads are coming in, they're standing up, they're taking it on the chin, they're putting a shift in, um, and I, I, that's all I can ask of them, really. What does it mean to you, Michael, to get a first win as Charlton manager? Yeah, it's huge, it's huge. You, you know, you want it, you want to get it as early as you possibly can. It's almost like a, you know, a striker joining a club for the, you know, first time and getting off, getting off the mark. Um, and to be fair, it like against a side like Wickham, it's even bigger, you know, because they're on such great form at the minute. And like I said previously, they. In that dressing room, they've got players who are used to sort of being in around that top six every single year for the last, you know, half a decade or more. Um, so for the players to weather the storm like they did in that early part of the second half and come through it, obviously it's going to breed, hopefully, confidence. In terms of Corey, he was the subject of bids in the last window. He's out of contract at the mm. end of the season. Does him playing well, is that a positive and a negative? Because obviously the better he plays... We already know he's had attention. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, I, I'm very much here and now, you know. And I want him to play like that every week. I want him to score goals like that every week. And if it's out of my hands and he goes on to bigger and better things, then so be it. But all I would say is that we just have to make sure, and I know we will, that if that ever did happen, we've got someone who's just going to come in and slide. And and we've got good players who can play off that left hand side already. If anything did happen to Corey, God forbid. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's one of them where, for me, just enjoy at the moment and seeing him sort of score goals and being aggressive and getting at people and long may that continue. Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom? Find professional, independent local installers with free home surveys, itemised quotes and protected payments, trading standards approved contracts and workmanship warranties. The British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police-checked, fully insured and experienced. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk.
Hello fellow addicts, I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. The River Owl House is based in East Greenwich, it has six pub of the year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer. It's owned by Charlton fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley too. If your matchday routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, just for the adverts there, we heard from Mickey Apples. Uh, first win as Addict's boss, first home game uh, as Addict's boss. How do you assess uh, his start, Lewis? Been a good one. It feels like it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, last week getting his his first point at, at Stephen, well, top of the league, Stevenage at the time, um, was pretty good, pretty good result. And then obviously yesterday, to come away with three points at home, score three goals, I, I think it's... It's a fairly decent start. It feels a little bit more positive. It's it's the difficult thing, isn't it? You're, we get sucked into that positivity after a couple of couple of good results. Um, there's obviously a long way to go, but it definitely feels a lot more promising than it did a few weeks ago. And I don't think that solely comes down to Michael Appleton coming in. I think it just comes down to players being back and players being fit and ready to play. Um, but yeah, I think you know he's he's very calm and assured, and I think. Things like yesterday with the substitutions coming on and making such an impact, maybe that is where we've fallen short by not having, um, you know, someone with a bit more tactical nous um, in the dugout and having an experienced uh, assistant uh, in Richie O'Donnell. Um, maybe we're just starting to see some benefits of that. Someone that that can look at the game and, and advise a manager and, and think about what what uh, decisions need to be made to try and make impacts off the bench is something we haven't seen for a while. I think it was something that Dean was criticised quite heavily about not having that experienced right-hand man. Um, now you're seeing um, Appleton, who who in himself is a, a young-ish manager, but still has gained a lot of experience in the, you know, managing at this level and having an experienced assistant in Richie O'Donnell, which I think we, we needed that. So, yeah, I'm glad it's it started out well. It's obviously a long way to go, but long may it continue. Yeah, certainly. Right, we've still got loads of fan messages to get to, loads of emails, um, and we've got our, our guest fan waiting in the wings as well, so we should uh, get a wriggle on and uh, hear our next interview uh, as well with the goal scorer, Miles Lieburn. Uh, he came to speak to me uh, in the press room after yesterday's game. Congratulations, uh, big three points today. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, big three points, especially because we haven't won since our last home game, so it's good to give the fans that win. Yeah, and uh, against a, a tough opponent as well today. Yeah, we come our very solid at the back and uh, they're on a good run as well at the minute they've won a lot of games 
So it's a, so yeah, it's a big win for us. Yeah, and for you personally, coming back in and getting your first league goal of the season must have been a great feeling. Yeah, no, it's always a good feeling to score at the Valley or even score anyway. But yeah, it's, uh, especially coming back from injury, my first goal of the season and hopefully first of many. Yeah, talk us through the strike as well, because TC done great on the, on the wing, but you still have quite a lot to do. There's a load of defenders around you. Yeah, no, when you cut it back, it's just like, you just got hit and just, not hope, but just hit in the direction of the goal and then just happen to go through bodies and went in. So yeah, goal's a goal, isn't it? Yeah, and how, how much of a relief is it to be back amongst the uh, the league goal scorers after the, the start to the season you've had? Yeah, no, it's obviously been a tough start, obviously, with my injury, missing pre-season, so I had to get back to fitness and obviously seeing the lads out playing, it's, it's hard, but... Yeah, once you get going and obviously once I get minutes, get my fitness back up and the goals start coming, it, will, it just feels great. How much of an impact does it have not having that, that proper pre-season? Yeah, no, obviously you can feel it in yourself, like especially when I was first back training, obviously a bit tired in some of the drills or even like my first game against uh, when I came on against Fleetwood, even after like 10 minutes, I'm blowing a little bit. But obviously it's just about hard work and just putting in the effort off the pitch and like in training and that to make sure I'm getting back to my best. You know? yeah. Do you feel like you're sort of at the, the fitness level that you want to be at now and that, as, well as, as if you had had a, a pre-season? No, nah, no, nah, not yet. I think I've still got more. I've still got more to, to get back and I think once I get that, I'll be in a, good, a lot of a better place, yeah. Yeah, was that cramp you went down with today as well? Yeah. It's <laughs> all <laughs> so that tracking back as a winger, but yeah, no, nah, just, yeah, that's what I mean. Like stuff like that, just I think more, the more minutes I get, the stronger my body will get and then yeah, I can last for longer. There we go. Just a little preview of the uh, the interview we did with uh, Miles Lieber and yesterday. It's the extended version of that in the SLP tomorrow morning. We'll also talk a bit more about. I asked him a bit more about his, uh, you know, the position he was asked to play yesterday, uh, the wide part of the front three. Uh, we'll talk about that on Thursday, especially when we go back into doing our best eleven, which we started last Thursday. There's still loads to do on that, but I'm saving that for Thursday because I think we can get uh, enough time to really have a good go at that. Um, but yeah, uh, great to have him back. He's so, Bear in mind, Ben, cast your mind back to the start of last season when we were like, really, we're going to have to play a youth striker up top. I mean, Miles Lieburn has answered any questions we had about him so emphatically over the course of the last year and and, and a month or so. It's, he's, he's had an incredible start to his senior career. Yeah, he really has. And as I said earlier, I just feel like any place he plays in that front three... Um, he just makes such a presence. He makes such an involvement. As he said yesterday, he did a lot of tracking back. He's good at defending corners. And uh, yesterday, he just took that goal so well, didn't he? He took it across his body, smashed it into the corner. Our keeper didn't really have a chance unless there was a defender covering. Um, scored a good header against Crawley as well. Um, so you think, as, as he said in that interview, he hasn't really had a preseason at all. Um, so I could see him like limping around yesterday with hints of cramp, and I just thought I'll get him off. That's the last thing we want because he's so, he just makes such a difference for us. Um, so yeah, I mean, amazing how far he's come in such a short space of time. Uh, I know we've spoken about it a lot on here where we've had so many youth strikers that have gone on to do well um, in the game, but we've kind of pushed them a little bit too early. Um, and with him, I, I don't think that's been the case. I think start of last season. We, we did, we put him in there, but some odd subs and then he ended up finishing the season so well. I mean, that game against Shrewsbury where he scored a few really good goals in that game, um, just topped it off for him last season. And now he's kind of just coming into his own now after uh, that injury at the start. And uh, yeah, it's just mm. great to see, especially the perfect story uh, following in his dad's footsteps. 
Yeah, it's just incredible, isn't it? The, the family legacy of the Leeburns at the, the Valley is just great. Paul said, uh, what do they say about a lucky general? Uh, Apple's had the luxury of playing a fit-ish uh, Chuck's uh, and the deadline day loanies signings, all of whom contributed. Yeah, I mean, like I say, Dean Holder must be wishing he had another another month just to try and get some of those players on the pitch. Uh, all hell let loose, saying we're only six points off the playoffs, nine points off top. What does the chart say, Lou? We're not getting the graph out just yet, but as I said a couple of weeks ago, there's still there's still time. Like it's not we're not oct- we're not sort of mid October, early November, which is where we've still been on bad runs in the last couple of seasons there's still time if we can so we, we don't need to worry too much about the bad start yet because we can recover uh dave pointed out yeah no one's mentioned the crossbar challenge yesterday excellent day around here 12 12 grand and it was a fantastic shot as well uh, unusual technique it felt like as he was running up but he, yeah hit, hit the crossbar and that was a that was a brilliant moment uh for for everyone involved right let's bring in our guest fans shall we uh, he's been waiting patiently uh in the uh the waiting room for us uh, delighted to bring on to the show uh, Tim Cross, uh, good morning, Tim. How you doing? Morning, Louis. Good, thanks, mate. Morning, Benji. Yeah, great morning, to uh, yeah, great, great to have you on the show. Um, tell tell us first of all about your thoughts on uh, on yesterday's win and and the uh, the start to the season as a whole. I think I see like um, start of the season we started out against Orient. We got that first win, and then you know we've we we had that uh, four five defeats in a row. If you think about the the cup game. And I think a lot of them, like the Bristol Rovers game, like it could have turned very easy if, if Alfie May had, hadn't hit the post and it had gone in, we'd have won that game. And then you wouldn't have gone into the Paul Bell game desperately trying to get three points. Um, and then, as you've been saying the show today, like um, Dean Holden didn't have um, sorry about that. Um, Dean Holden <laughs> didn't have a lot of um, didn't have a lot of um, luck with injuries and players coming back. Um, and obviously the lone east signings that have come in and they have made an impact um, and I say like yesterday's game obviously we went 1-0 up and then the equaliser um, and there's a lot of people that say they're criticising Eisted that he's new he's coming to the club he's still trying to find his feet and I think the fans that are going to get on his back personally I just don't think it's going to help his confidence you know I think the fans yeah. need to back whoever it be Brewer whoever and just get behind the team, really. Um, but when we did concede, I still do think that we look vulnerable. I think from that that period, as, as I think Appleton said, from when they scored that 25 minutes, they did look like the team that we were going to score the next goal. And for me, that is a bit worrying. But the game did turn. They got a bit of luck. We scored a very, very fluky goal. But, you know, it's a goal. You win games. That's how it is. Yeah, and we made our own luck uh, with the the move that led to the goal as well. I guess. Um, I mean, so I mean, as all hell let loose was pointing out, you know, we're 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 still only six points off the top six, nine points off top. Game in hand on a lot of clubs, although a lot have played the same as us as well. It's still very early days. I mean, how how do you assess our, our chances this season? Where, where where do you think we we can finish? Do, do you think we we're strong enough overall? Is there an area of the pitch that isn't strong enough for, for a playoff chase? How, how are you sort of thinking at this early stage of the campaign? I think we could still get a playoffs. I, I, I would have thought, unfortunately, now automatics out of the way because generally speaking, I think statistically, if you want to go up second, first, you, you can only lose about five, six games. And obviously, we've lost four already. But you never know. It's a completely different division this year. Um, it's a bit weak. Obviously, with Shepherd Wednesday and it's not in the division. All we've got to do is just keep winning our games. You know, I was saying to a couple of the guys yesterday, like um, before the game, just win our home games. I was saying to Brian, Brian Cole and Charlotte Richardson, who does the Charlton TV, he said, 
just win your home games, get something on the road, and you never know where you're going to be come into the season. And we've still got 30-odd games to go. You just don't know what's going to happen. Football's a funny old game. Mm, yeah, certainly. Um, as I mentioned uh, at the top of the show, like I mean, you obviously go home and away uh, for ye- for years and years and years. Um, you go with a a big group of fans. You all, always see you with all your mates on, on away days. Like, tell tell us a little bit about what watching Charlton. Like, what makes it so special for you and, and the people you go with? So I mean, it's, it's it's like a big family community, really. I mean, like we all travel up on different trains normally, or we and then eventually we all meet at the pub or be at home games or afterwards, and we've all just got to know each other over the course of the twenty odd years of been going to football. And you know, and I, I mean, like I've seen some really really bad football. I've seen some really good football and then I think this year it's just we don't know at the moment and it could be a lot worse you know I just think we've just got to get around the club but as I say I've been to I think it's 84 out of the 92 league rounds and many of them have been quite a few times um yeah I mean I, I love going I'm, I'm gonna I'll keep going till I, I drop down and I go to most games of most of you know Charlton Vince he, he wasn't at the game yesterday he's out in Benidorm with, with Kaz um, so uh, maybe we can keep him away from the valley and we'll keep winning. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was it was a really, it was a really, really, really it's really good. And you know, like it's, I say, it's a bit of a community. We all meet up, we all have a laugh. And when we do lose away from home, or at home, away from home or at home, you know, we get on the train, have a couple of beers at the table, and after a couple of hours, it's kind, it's not forgotten about, but we just get on with it, you know, we, we roll with it. But mm. yeah, it's great. I love coming to Charlton and I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, uh, finally then, um, I, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but there, you, you've had some stories over the years and you talk about you wouldn't, you'd never want to not go to Charlton. But was has there ever been a stage where perhaps you were asked or told you might not be able to go to Charlton? I just wonder if you ever want to share that story yeah. uh, about a letter you received yeah, once. I, mean, I, can't, I can't go into it too much. But yeah, I mean, there, were, there was... Um, some instances a couple of well, probably about 10 years ago now where me as a supporter and me doing um, th- things should we say and I got asked look you can't uh, say what you, you, you want to say on social media but um, as I say no I, I'm recently I say you know Louis, I've, I've gone back to start helping out down at the club on a match day and I'm really really enjoying it it's a great part of my weekend so I get down to the valley at what, seven in the morning I help out with the ground staff, and it's really, really good. It's, there's a great one. And, you know, people are saying, like, what's going on? I mean, there's a really, really good group of people working at that club. And I, 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 I honestly mean it. There's a good group of people working there behind the scenes and people that work on match days. And I do think that it's going to take time, but I think there is a good little vibe going on down there. And nothing repaired overnight, and I just think it's going to take time. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with... I'm happy, like I say, doing what I'm doing. But I say I can't really, unfortunately, I can't really say too much what what, what happened in the past because obviously I'm doing what I'm doing now and I enjoy it. Yeah, all right. There, there was a funny story with Tim a few years ago that sort of went viral, but it doesn't. If you don't want to talk about it, that's cool. Tim, look, it's been great to have you on. Uh, <laughs> see, you, seen you at home and away games for years. Uh, always a good person to bump into on on an away day. Uh, and uh, yeah, good to see yeah. you, mate. And, and we'll see you around. Thank you, mate. Cheers, there we go. That's Tim Cross, who was uh, this week's uh, guest fan. Um, like I say, many of you who go to away games would have seen him uh, out and about. And uh, yeah, he's, he's on the ground staff now as well, um, helping out the club, which is which is good to see. Um, yeah, Sue says, love Tim. 
uh, Paul saying good effort on uh, on these uh, easy away days that he's been doing. Uh, excellent stuff. Let's have a look at a couple of emails. We've got nine minutes or so left. Um, like I say, we'll pick up the, uh, the the best 11 on Thursday because there's still a lot to talk about on that. And, and uh, I think that'll be really interesting, but we need the time really to do that. Chris uh, on the email says, Morning all. I thought there were some real positives from today. We look better structured. Uh, fitter, bold substitutions. We didn't drift out of the game after the first 20 minutes, which we have seen too often. Plenty to work on. Uh, but when they equalised, it was a game. Uh, we could have gone on to lose more uh, often than not uh, in the recent past. Uh, so a good start for Big Apples. I'll see you back at the Valley uh, for Exeter. That's from Chris. Cheers, Chris. Uh, Duncan says, hi, Louis. I was at the game yesterday. I must confess I wasn't sure about the lineup and formation, but it worked well uh, in the first half. Ideally, I'd like Miles and Alfie to play closer together in the middle. Great finish. Uh, from Miles. Wickham were on top uh, for much of the second half, uh, and I would have taken a draw, but the changes worked. It was great to see an overlapping fullback with an assist, and Corey's goal uh, was brilliant, aided by some Chotwinis defending. Uh, Lloyd Jones impressed me, and I was pleasantly surprised by Ice did claiming those high balls into our box. Yeah, that's a good point, Duncan. He, he claimed a couple of corners near the end, which did took the pressure off. Uh, our other defenders have mistakes in them, especially Hector, uh, I'm afraid to say, but did make up for it with some goal-saving blocks. Another welcome three points. I'm, hope I'm hopeful uh, that as Michael has more time with the players uh, on the trainer pitch, we continue to see improvement. Uh, well known uh, what this season uh, we we'll know more what this season has in store for us by the end of October. Yeah, um, there was some um, Jones was mentioned there. It was mentioned in the chat a little while ago by Ray as well. said, I thought Lloyd-Jones had a great game. Uh, won the majority of headers he went up for. So I did look up the stats just uh, while we were listening to Miles there. And he um, uh, he was right. 10 aerial duels won by Lloyd-Jones yesterday, uh, which was more than anyone else on the pitch. The closest uh, to him was Terrell Thomas, who won seven as well, who we haven't really spoke about yesterday. He made a good block as well, didn't he, Terrell? Uh, again, being asked to play out of position, um, yeah, because... Certainly, Lloyd has been very, very impressive since since he's come in. E even allowing for getting beaten for the goal last week. Yeah, agree totally. I think I think he's looked very, very solid. He's looked comfortable um, in a back line that struggled so far this season. If we've, as we've spoken about, I think he's looked like the the sort of bright spark in that back four. He just looks comfortable and assured on the ball. He's he's a big physical presence. He he wins his aerial duels, as you say. He pulled those stats up during the Mars interview. Uh, and it's good. Uh, he, he brings like bringing that solidity will only only help the rest of the defense. It's just finding that partner for him now, isn't it? It's finding who will play there. Will it be, yeah? You know, will it be Hector Ness? Will he come back in and refine his form? Will we start playing a banquet in his natural position? You know, there's options there, but I do think that the starting berth in the in the centre back pairing is is definitely Lloyd Jones and another. Um, so it, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see who who takes the spot alongside him. I think he's been outstanding since he's come in. Um, it was obviously very well thought of at Cambridge last season as well. So um, I thought he was a good signing when we, when we got him in, I was quite excited to see how he got on. And I think so far, you know, very much so good, I think. Um, and as you say, quick mention to Terrell, he's, he's obviously come under criticism. Um, he's played out of position more, more than he has played in position. Um, and I thought yesterday it was a lot more, a lot more solid. I thought he played quite well. Um, and you see that with Terrell. Sometimes he does look like, you know, one of the better players on the pitch. The back end of last season being an example because he earned himself a deal when in January it looked like he was probably going to be somewhere else. So, you know, you got to sort of tip your hat to him and and, and congratulate him for, for turning around those performances, getting himself in amongst it in terms of a match day 18 
and when he play when he's played out of position, he does give a hundred percent. He might sometimes get beaten for for pace by some of the you know some of the stronger wingers in this division on that left hand side because he isn't naturally a left sided uh, a left sided left back. He is is a centre half. So yeah, is he's showing that sort of ability to to move between different positions. And I think when you have the injury records that we do, it's good to have players that can sort of, you know, filter into different areas and, and fill those areas when we're struggling for, for players, especially with Tao being out at the moment. Yeah, Sam makes a, a good point. Uh, definitely a better performance than last week. Phil Apples needs to work on the players' belief, though, uh, that we can still get a result after conceding goals. Is It felt like we took too long uh, to get their goal uh, from out of our minds, and that the, I mean, it was a difficult spell after after they um, they equalised. Uh, it did take a while. Dean, uh, my fear uh, is that we're going to get momentum in January. Uh, will come around, and then uh, Blackett, Taylor, and Dobbo all sold. It will smack of Parker and Chelsea. The league's not as strong this year. Anyone is capable of beating anyone. There's no uh, clear runners. Yeah, which is a, a fair point. Phil on Twitter said uh, it's great to win against a physical team. Uh, uh, in Wickham. I thought everyone turned up except the young lad, a banker, who looked, uh, again, very uncomfortable playing at right back uh, with Watson coming on and looking like a proper right back. I fear that's the last we'll see of him. Uh, there must be a player in there somewhere. Yeah, like I, sort of made the point earlier, like, it, it's not really fair on a banker. He's 19 year old coming in to play, you know, his, his first senior loan in English football. He's coming away from Udinese. He played in, in Ireland um, and, and he's been asked to play out of position pretty much and, and has struggled, but maybe we'll see more of him at centre half. Uh, Phil added he thought Appleton's game management was good uh, today, although Anderson for Louis Watson didn't work. We need stronger midfield players in there. We uh, know who they are, uh, just uh, uh, injured, uh, unfortunately. Um, right, a couple more emails. Uh, McSquared said, as soon as the lineup was announced yesterday, uh, arguably our best for years, I was convinced a great result was on the cards. That's how it turned out. Uh, not only was the first 11 strong on paper, but our bench was impressive too. And that's what made uh, the difference. Our subs made uh, an impact again when the result was in the balance. As I wrote last week, Teddy most definitely looks up for it. I have a strong feeling he could end up playing a big part in our season, just as Raksaki did last time. Uh, the most impressive performance on the day, though, came from Watson, who looked very um, uh, composed and assured uh, on the ball uh, like that. If he continues to play like that and manages to avoid injury, it's very likely a mainstay in this team. He made a big difference i assume he's talking about tonight watson just because he made a big difference when he came on but like i say louis watson got some praise for for yesterday uh as well there was another good point on twitter platty saying um i thought louis watson's dead ball delivery uh, mainly corners was excellent if we can work those uh, from an attacking perspective he seems to be able to pinpoint the kick something we've not had for a few years i mean we still need to get better at set pieces we had we had a good moment with lloyd yesterday winning a header um but yeah there's still still room for improvement i guess finally clive says uh hi louis uh, first post of the season. Agree uh, with uh, uh, Ashley Maynard, Brewer, uh, Jones, Hector, and Eden. Oh, he's, talk- he's talking about the, uh, the the best eleven. In that case, I will save that for Thursday when we do the uh, the best eleven because there's loads to talk about. But Chris did say uh, that we were more structured and uh, fitter and made bold substitutions uh, yesterday. Plenty to work on uh, when they equalised, but that was a game we would have gone on to lose more often than not uh, in recent uh, years. Excellent. Paul's pointing out that Wickham have bullied us in. Recent years, notably Vokes yesterday, we gave as good as we got. You know, we spoke about it on Thursday. And, and Tash was saying about how the, the physicality and, and the fitness needs to improve. And again, that's another game where we've gone deep into it, you know, scoring added time goal, which, which is hopefully a good sign, Ben, because it, it feels like it'd gone the other way quite a lot at the start of this season. Yeah, definitely. I think we dealt really well with them. As a lot of people have mentioned, I thought Jones played really well. Hector, yeah, yeah. I remember watching a block right in front of me yesterday that he did. 
And then, as Lewis said, five minutes later, he then just gave the ball away, gave a cheap free kick away, and you thought, oh, it's a bit inconsistent. But um, we're only going to see these two grow together. I don't know if, but like with Watson uh, coming into it now, the Banqua might shift into the centre-back role. Um, Because, yeah, he hasn't impressed yet, but it's been a bit unfair on him. But um, definitely the mentality was there. So we've got to take positives. Look, we conceded a screamer. That was their only shot on target yesterday. Some great last-minute blocks. And um, Iced did well with some crosses. Um, Yeah, we take positives into that now because we're coming up to uh, three games in a week uh, after Saturday. So um, we've got to have this consistency in performance. And I definitely saw that as a positive yesterday because... We've had two games where we played differently in both halves, whereas yesterday I thought we saw a better complete performance, but not the whole round. Excellent. Right, we're going to leave it there. I've just seen the time. We, uh, we've we gone over time already. So uh, thanks for everyone who's uh, joined us uh, on uh, YouTube Live uh, this morning or uh, caught up on the podcast uh, afterwards. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, if you're sat in the video now, just hit the subscribe button right below uh, the video to make sure you don't miss any of our live streams are always available and catch up as well both on youtube uh, as uh, and as podcasts on the usual places Acast, spotify uh, apple Podcasts, all of those places uh massive thanks to everyone who uh, sent in messages massive thanks to tim cross as well i've been looking forward to having tim on for a couple of weeks now because we spoke before the game a couple of weeks ago uh to arrange this so uh, i knew he'd be a good guest so great to have tim on uh thank you as always to lewis and ben always a pleasure to speak to you two on my sunday mornings cheers chaps cheers chaps lovely stuff so don't forget we'll be back on thursday uh, where we will continue to try and work out what our best 11 is uh, and uh, of course we'll look ahead to the game up at shrewsbury uh, next weekend but i just want to say uh, thanks for listening for charlton live uh, sponsored by the british institute of kitchen uh, bedroom and bathroom installation i'm louis mendez we'll see you again on thursday <laughs>